الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فإن شاء الله يفوق this morning we'll go over some Q&A uh, questions and answers from the scholars and as an introduction especially in the area of knowledge and knowing bid'ah and so on so here we have um kitab al-ilm in front of us from shaykh al-uthayn likewise we have the q a session so here we we have a section where in kitab al-ilm it mentions al-asbab al-mu'ina الأسباب المعينة على طلب العلم كثيرة نذكر منها so some of the reasons which will help a person in his path to study in his path in seeking knowledge now this particular book is an excellent book called Kitab Al-Ulm and mashallah in our days uh, we had a great opportunity to go through it with one of the Talabat Al-Ilm uh, brother Muhammad bin Ghalib who was uh, in, in, uh, in Medina at the time. So alhamdulillah, we were just at that time trying to find as many tulab al-ilm to read to and to benefit from. And although, يعني, at that time, mashallah, he was going to Sheikh Ubaid as well. So uh, Sheikh Ubaid, hafizullah, gave time, jazallah khair. He gave time. And uh, the talib al-ilm always wants more. So he always wants to benefit more and we used to choose other times to go through this book alhamdulillah we we finished it with our brother this is a very good book Allah kitab al-ilm from of Sheikh Muhammad Allah is one of the best books that I've read that I've gone through and it has so much benefit in it especially in the current times that we live rahimakallah so some other some of the reasons the first one which will help the talib al-ilm is the taqwa it is the advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who came before and those who came after من عبادي from his servants قال الله تعالى وَلَقَدْ وَصَيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Indeed, we advise those who came we advise those who have been given the book from those who came before you and yourselves that you should fear Allah وَإِن تَكْفُرُوا فَإِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And if you were to become ungrateful and deny the truth, then indeed Allah to him belongs the heavens and the earth. يعني it doesn't decrease Allah in anything in his kingdom. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَنِيًا حَمِيدًا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rich, not in need of anyone, and praised. Surah Nisa verse 131. So Shaykh Nuthaymin Rahmullah continues and he says, وَهِيَ أَيْضًا وَصِيَّةُ الرَّسُولِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمِ It is the advice of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to his Ummah. And that is a taqwa. That will help you in your way of talab al-ilm, in your path of talab al-ilm. فَعَنْ أَبِهُ مَامَتَا فَعَنْ أَبِهُ مَامَتَا صَدَى بِنْ عَجْلَانْ الْبَاهِلِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ سَمِعْتُ الرَّسُولَ Abu Umama 
heard the Messenger give a khutbah, the farewell khutbah, khutbah to the Fa'qala, ittaqu rabbakum, fear your Lord. Wasallu khamsakum, and pray your five daily prayers. Wasumu shahrakum, and fast your month of, yani the month of Ramadan. Wa'addu zakata amwalikum, and fulfill the zakah of your wealth. Yani to purify your wealth. Wa'ati'u umara'akum. And obey your leaders. Yeah, of course, in the Maruf, obey your leaders. Tadhulu Jannata Rabbikum. You will enter the Jannah, the paradise of your Lord. And that hadith is in Sunan al Tirmidhi, which he quotes. وكان صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا بعث أميرا على سرية أوصاه في خاصة نفسه بتقوى الله. And likewise, the Messenger of Allah, when he would send a leader on an expedition, he would advise him. Specifically, to have taqwa of Allah. ma'ahu and for those who are with him amongst the Muslims, min al-Muslimin khaira. Subhanallah. And the the one that comes to mind is the Mu'ad radhiyallahu anhu. The Prophet advised him when he sent him to Yemen, and one of the advice he said to him is ittaqila haythu ma kunt. Fear Allah wherever you are. Wa atbi al-sayyat al-hasanata tamhuha and follow up a bad deed with a good deed. That it may blot it out, and be with the people with good manners, and show good manners to the people. And Sheikh Nathaniel continued. He says, "Walam yazal al-salaf al-sal yatawasaluna yatawasauna biha fi khutabihim wa makatibatihim wa makatibatihim." Yani they continue to advise with this taqwa in their sermons and also in their writings. In their writings to others and their or writings, their books that they author. Wasayahum and in the advice that they give in the wafa at the point of death. So I too advise you with the piety of Allah. The one who fears Allah, then he protects him. He's protected and he protects him. Nah. Woman and he's the one who truly يعني, fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Woman aqradahu whoever likewise puts forward the qard al hasana a good uh, a good way towards Allah with that piety, Allah rewards him immensely. Woman shakarahu zadah whoever is grateful, Allah will increase him. وَلَنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِدَنَّكُمْ وَأَوْسَى عَلِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ رَجُلًا فَقَالْ And Ali رَضِيَ اللَّهُ advised the man and he said to him whilst advising him أَوْسِيْقَ بِالْتَقْوَ اللَّهُ I advise you to have piety with Allah عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَلَذِي لَا بُدَّ لَكَ مِنْ لِقَائِهِ The one that you must meet meaning Allah, you're going to meet him each and every one of us will meet Allah مَا مِنْكُمْ there isn't any one of you except that he'll meet Allah without a translator. Yani without anyone to translate for you. You and me, everyone would meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, the bujrimun, the, the, the evildoers, they are to be questioned. Waqifuhum innahum mas'ulun. Let them stand, they're going to be questioned. So each and every one of us is going to meet Allah. Ali said, you're going to meet him. Wala muntaha laka dunah. And that they will not be, you will not be able to pass that. Without meeting him, and you won't meet anyone else besides Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for your reckoning and your accountability. 
وَهُوَ يَمْلِكُ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he owns the whole dunya and the hereafter. وَكَتَبَ أَحَدُ الصَّالِحِينَ إِلَىٰ أَخٍ لَهُ فِي اللَّهِ تَعَالَى And one of the righteous people wrote to his own particular brother. And he brought him in the sake, for the sake of Allah. And he advised him, he said, أَمَّا بَعْدٍ And after which follows, he said, أُصِيكَ بَتَقْوَ اللَّهِ Advise you with the piety of Allah. أَلَّذِي هُوَ نَجِيكَ وَسَرِيرَتُكَ is the one who will be your victor, the one who give you aid and victory and aid and uh, support and he will take you out of difficulty. Najik, yani, you najik, imma huwa shar, he will save you from that which is evil. Fi sariratik, in your affairs of secret, yani affairs, he is the one. No. And I think this one is a, a different Najwa. This is from Najwa. This Najik is from Najwa because he said Sariratik afterwards. So therefore it refers to Yani he's the one that you speak to. You meaning that he's the one that you call upon in your times when you're alone. Yeah. So it's a different verb. Because he said Fi Sariratik, Yani Fisirik Fima Bainaka wa bain Allah in that affair which is between you. And Allah, He is the one that you call upon. وَرَقِيبُكَ فِي عَلَانِيَتِكَ And also He is the one who is your ever watcher over you in the apparent affairs. Yani when you are in front of others, He is the one who is watching you. SubhanAllah. فَجْعَلِ اللَّهِ مِنْ بَالِكَ عَلَى كُلِّ حَالِ so make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يعني, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of your affairs in the night and in the day. Now. Then he says and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then بِقَدْرِ قُرْبِهِ مِنْكَ وَقُدْرَتِهِ عَلَيْكَ by at the same time knowing the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you and his ability over you. The closeness of Allah to you, no doubt, he's close to each and every one of us than the jugular vein by his knowledge. Closer, as Allah says, من حبل الوريد وهو أقرب إليهم وإليكم من حبل الوريد is closer to you than your jugular vein by his knowledge. That he knows where you're going, what you're saying, what you're doing. Subhanallah. And these are powerful words. He says, and also, وَقُدْرَتِهِ عَلَيْكَ And know that he has ability, all ability over you. Subhanallah. If you wanted to end your life there and then you end it. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّكَ بِعَيْنِهِ لَا تَخْرُجْ مِنْ سُلْطَانِهِ And know that... You are not able to leave the authority of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He sees you. He sees where you're going. So you'll not be able to go out of His authority to somebody else's authority. All of us are under the authority of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor will you be able to go out of his dominion to somebody else's dominion. 
all of us are under the dominion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلْيُعَظِّمْ مِنْهُ حَضَرَكَ وَلْيُكْثِرْ وَلْيُكْثِرُ وَجَلَكَ وَالسَّلَامِ فَلْيُعَظِّمْ مِنْهُ حَضَرَكَ نَعَمْ So therefore your presence make sure that you glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you exalt Allah and increase and increase in the and thereby increasing the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you all of that is referring to taqwa is referring to piety then he said ma'na taqwa an yaj'al al-'abd baynahu wa bayna ma yakhafuhu 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 waqayatan taqih or taqih that you make the servant makes between him and that which he is afraid of falling into a barrier which will protect him and the taqwa of the servant towards his Lord is that you make between that which is between you and that which you fear falling into which will cause the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his displeasure you make it that barrier which will help you protect yourself from that from the anger of Allah Allah is angry over those who do not practice what they say this is again dangerous why do you say that which you don't do which is severe in the sight of Allah that you say that which you don't do so one who wants to keep away from the anger of Allah he practices what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has aided, has, has taught him and aided him to learn. And that's why you find these scholars, they are the ones who fear Allah the most. So here the, the way of um, gaining piety, make that barrier between you and that and the anger of Allah. And likewise, by doing those acts of worship and keeping away from disobedience and sins. And that know that taqwa sometimes is mentioned in the Quran with al-bir, with righteousness. So it is mentioned bir wa taqwa, righteousness and piety. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and cooperate one another with righteousness and piety. And sometimes taqwa, he says, is mentioned on its own. So if it is mentioned with righteousness, then righteousness takes the meaning of fulfilling the commandments of Allah. And taqwa takes the meaning of keeping away from the forbidden matters. And if it is mentioned on its own, then taqwa refers to both fulfilling his commandments and keeping away from the prohibited matters. Then he mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in his book that Jannah is prepared for the pious ones. So Ahl taqwa the people of piety, they are the people of Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us and you from the people of Jannah. It's obligatory upon the person therefore to fear Allah by fulfilling his commandments and seeking his reward.
and also being protected from his punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Oh, you believe if you fear Allah, Allah will make a furqan for you, a criterion to distinguish between right and wrong. And he will expiate your sins. And he will forgive you. Wallahu dhul fadlil azim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses all bounty, great bounty. This verse has three beneficial uh, points. The first of them is Allah said, Yaj'al lakum furqana. Allah will make a criterion for you, meaning, Yaj'al lakum ma tufarriquna bihi bayna al haqqul batil. He will make for you that which will help you distinguish between truth from falsehood. And between that which will harm you and that which will benefit you. And this uh, in it contains knowledge. Yani in it, the thing that will benefit you is knowledge. Such that Allah SWT opens up for you sciences or understanding that that is not open to somebody else. Allah SWT opens for you to benefit in certain sciences that which others do not are not given. But taqwa has in it increase in guidance an increase in knowledge an increase in protection. This is why it's mentioned about Shafi where he said Hifdi, I mentioned to I complained to my teacher Waqi' regarding the يعني, difficulty of my memory in memorizing. So he advised me to keep away from sins. And he said to me, know that ilm, knowledge is light. And the nur of Allah, the light of Allah is not given to somebody who falls into sins. يعني, Allah gives that to the obedient ones and so on. So here he advised him, leave sins and your memory will become stronger. ولا شك أن الإنسان كلما ازداد علما ازداد معرفة وفرقانا. And there's no doubt that every time a person increases in knowledge, he also increases in distinguishing between right and wrong. بين الحق والباطل between that which is truth and that which is futile والضار والنافع and that which will harm and that which will benefit. كذلك يدخل فيه ما يفتح الله على الإنسان من الفهم. Also, Allah's in it also contains Allah will open your understanding, meaning will benefit you in your understanding. Because taqwa is a reason for for having strong understanding. And strong understanding will also bring about increasing knowledge. You may see two men memorizing a, a verse from the book of Allah. One of them One of them is able to bring about three rulings from that same verse. And the other person is able to bring about more benefits regarding that same verse. With that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened his understanding with. So taqwa is a reason to increase 
your understanding. And also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases that person in skill, in having a skill. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the one who is fearful and pious, He gives him that firasa, that ability to have يعني, uh, deep, يعني, correct understanding, a skill in distinguishing where he's even able to distinguish between the people. Yeah, he's got that firasa. And, then, and you see that, subhanAllah, with some, with some people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with that. Because of their piety, adherence to the deen, their sincerity, Allah opens for them that fadl. He's able to distinguish between the people. He's able to see affairs before they, they come. Yani, See, that's the way of the ulama, they see the fitan before it arrives. So just by looking at a person, he knows that man if he's a liar or true truthful person. Allah gave that that pious one ability to just look at him, he knows that this man is a liar. Nah, or he's lying in this incident or he's telling the truth in this incident. Or whether that person is righteous or he's an evildoer. doer. It may be that he has the ability to uh, to know the condition of a person before without even يعني, being with that person, without even mingling with that person. He just knows that this person يعني, I know his affair. And just by you look at him and probably hear a few things about him and that's it, it's sufficient. Or maybe he doesn't know anything about him just by looking at him. Allah blessed that person of piety with that firasa, with that skill of knowing and distinguishing. It's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second benefit also of that verse, that Allah will expiate your sins if you have piety. And expiation of sins comes by way of righteous actions. For indeed, righteous deeds will expiate uh, bad deeds. As the Messenger said, the five daily prayers. Friday to the Friday. Ramadan to Ramadan. Ramadan to Ramadan. Is an expiation of sin so long as you keep away from major sins. Because major sins require tawbah. That hadith is in Sahih Muslim. And the Messenger وسلم, said, Al-umratu ila al-umrah. Umratu an umrah. Kafaratu lima baynahuma. Is the expiation of sins between the two. Al-kafaratu takunu bil-a'mal al-saliha. So kafara, expiation of sins, will be also due to righteous actions. Wahada yani an al-insan. This means that a person, if he fears Allah, Allah will make righteous actions easy for that person. That which Allah subhanahu uses it to expiate his good, his bad deeds. SubhanAllah. Allah will make, with his taqwa, Allah will make his, this person do good deeds. Easy. And that reminds me of the hadith. It is easy for the one Allah has made it easy for. It is easy for the one. 
and you see that you know with elders especially go to the masjid and you see at Fajr time the elders there in many of the Muslim countries and the youth are asleep but the elders see them in the front rows it's easy for the one Allah has made it easy for is an elder he's not a youth youthful and he's an elder and he may be sick he may have health problems but subhanallah he's there and one of the reasons the scholars give is because of dhikr of Allah if the person increases the dhikr of Allah Allah will make his ibadah easy and that is the, the, the proof the Prophet gave to his daughter Fatima who asked for a maid and the Prophet taught her the, the, to do her dhikr tasbih and dhikr at night before she sleeps and that is better for her than having a maid having some, someone to help you and scholars use that as proof to say if you do, you're increasing dhikr increasing dhikr especially that one at night doing your tasbih before you sleep Allah will aid you in the following day so expiation of sins comes by way of having taqwa the last part of the verse he said لكم, meaning Allah will make easy for you al-istighfar and tawbah it's from the blessing of Allah imagine every day you remember to say astaghfirullah a hundred times a day you remember to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the morning and in the evening before you sleep you turn into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. No one's looking at you. You just turn into Allah. Allah, forgive me my shortcomings. Allah, uh, uh, guide me to that which will bring me goodness. Allah, teach me and aid me. Allah, protect our children, our families. Oh, that's dua in itself is ibadah. Dua al masala. So Allah will make your istighfar easy for you and tawbah easy for you. This is from the blessings of Allah upon the servant. And that Allah makes it easy for that person to do istighfar, to seek forgiveness and also tawbah. Because shaitan wants to take you away from the dhikr of Allah. Allah said, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ شَيْطَانٌ يَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ شَيْطَانٌ يُقْعَ بَيْنَكُمْ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْضَاءِ Indeed, Shaitan wants to take, cause enmity between you. Inna yuridu Shaitan and you between you. Between you, Inna yuridu Shaitan enmity, and hatred. Is what he wants to do to the communities. Is what he wants to do to the families, to the husband and wife, to the to the children and their parents. Inna yuridu Shaitanu. And you by way of alcohol, by way of gambling, and he wants to take you away from the remembrance of Allah. And he wants to take you away from the prayer. Even though the prayer is from the dhikr of Allah. But Allah specified it here to show you the importance of the prayer. Will you not desist? Will you not stop? And you're doing disobedience. So doing obedience, Allah SWT will aid you. Shaitan wants to take one from dhikr of Allah because dhikr of Allah keeps shaitan away. And so he wants to take you away from that. He wants you to be ghafil. He wants you to be heedless. And so with the dhikr of Allah, it aids you. Read Ayatul Kursi, so powerful. Ayatul Kursi, before you sleep. Is a dua, uh, hadith which before you sleep. 
Read it after every prayer. Read it in your day. Wallahi, keep him shaitan away. Read it. Keep him at bay. Because he's always trying to whisper. Always al-khannas. He was was al-khannas. الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الشيطان wants to lead you astray when you do sujood he's crying look Allah commanded him to do sujood and he's doing sujood and me Allah commanded me to do sujood and my and I and uh, I refused and this is my and my punishment is waiting for me shaitan is your greatest enemy know your shaitan know your shaitan Taqwa will help you. Taqwa will help you. Being pious, conscious, Allah's watching you, will help you against your shaitan. Second benefit. So that was the first benefit of the talib al Second benefit is al-muthabaratu al-istimraru ala talib al Being continuous in study. No, you know, start, stop, start, stop. No, be continuous. Make it a daily thing. Even if it's one verse, even if it's two verses. يتعين على طالب العلم أن يبذل الجهد في إدراك العلم والصبر عليه وأن يحتفظ به بعد تحصيله. It is incumbent upon stressed upon the طالب العلم that he strives in learning and in being patient. وأن يحتفظ به بعد تحصيله and likewise he protects what he has done after he has gained what he has learned he protects it. فَإِنَّ الْعِلْمِ لَا يَنَالْ بِرَاحَةِ الْجَسِدِ Because of jism. Because knowledge is not gained with a body that is relaxed. يعني person just, if you just want relaxation, يعني tea and coffee like the one who said that. Bismillah. <laughs> 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 As he said, he, he blamed the scholars. He said the scholars are busy with their tea and coffee. Subhanallah. Yani haram to drink tea and coffee. Subhanallah. And he's got big mug as well in front of him. Big mug. Subhanallah. Drink tea. Drink coffee, no problem. But don't be like, you know, too relaxed when you leave that. Or you start blaming the scholars, they're, just, they're too busy drinking. Well, yaki, haram. I just like, right, for you to have a big mug in front of you. <laughs> Knowledge is not gained by the rahat al jism, with the body that is just relaxed, not striving, not, you know, subhanallah, the good old days. You know, the good old days, wallahi. Sheikh Abayda asked him, how many classes you have a week? He said, 14 classes. I counted them. At five in the masjid, he had in the early morning, he had the, with Masjid al-Nabawi to the ladies section. He used to give classes. He had about five lessons, that's about ten. And then he's got four over the phone. And on top of that, the readings that we used to do in his house, just personal little readings here and there. I used to give time. And uh, I said to him, Sheikh, this is, this is a lot for you. He said, what can I do for This is Ahl-Sunnah. I used to love to help Ahl-Sunnah, give them time. Used to have a Thursday class just uh, as, subhanAllah, open session. Anyone comes, they can ask questions. Thursday, in his house. Look at that. That's just, you know, would sit down and he would say, Ya Allah, Bismillah, Iqra. And there's a group of brothers. It was about maybe 10 brothers those days or so. 
Yalla Iqra, the one brother would recite and he would dismiss up the whole reading. He would make the nasib, yunsib al-majroor, yajr al-mansoor, he would just make it just like yarfa'al al-majroor, he would just be all over the place and the shaykh would say to him, Ante, I do want to see boy. Just <laughs> find somebody else to read. La, 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 Get somebody else to read. Yeah, there was uh, there were good times. Shem Rahman himself, when I went to see him in Uneza, subhanAllah, the, they had a particular way, he had a system. Around him, there were prayer mats. He's teaching in the middle, yani on the side, on the left side of the masjid. And around him are prayer mats. You can imagine prayer mats. Each talib has his prayer mat. It's like, if he's from the elder students, he'll be closer, closer to the front. Then I realized how you get to the front. How you get to the front, because he started at the back. He got to his side at the back. And he just listened. He get... There was one he was like, not so much at the front, maybe the third row. There was about ten rows. So the third row, he would say, he said to him, where's your book? He says, I, I, was, I, I, I started giving an excuse. Oh, my book is there. He said, go to the back. <laughs> so you can lose your place if you don't have istimrar, which is this section here. Being continuous in Talab al Not just one day you're with the Alim and the next day, naam, you got other masharil, other things, and you leave your book at home or your pen. You're asking others, can I borrow your pen? Can I? The studying is not going to come with Rahat al Jasid. Back in the days, even uh, in Jeddah, brothers used to just get together, go by car. One day you drive, another day I drive, another day he drives. So three days a week, Makkah. And Sheikh Rabbi was teaching Sharia al-Ajurri. He was teaching Ba'ith al-Hadith of Ibn Kathir in Mustalah al-Hadith, Fath al-Majid. There were the three books that he was teaching at that time. And during the week he was doing Al-Ilal of Al-Tirmidhi. Al-Ilal Al-Tirmidhi. And he was just, every day his life was about Ilm. And sometimes you go and visit him. Uh, when he was doing Manhaj al-Anbiya on, the, on that day was a Saturday the beginning of the week was a Saturday and Manhaj al-Anbiya uh, Manhaj al-Anbiya in the evening and you just see him after he was doing his own research 12 o'clock at night because you say stay, don't go, stay then he'll do his only research you say you have the maktaba in front of you and then he will just, when he finish, ah, he found the narrator that he's looking for. Or he's found the natija of that bath of this hadith that is sahih or is da'if. And then he would say, Oh Allah, Allahumma amitna ala hadha. Oh Allah, make us die upon this, upon this research and talab And then he would say, Ya Allah, let's go and eat. And we look at the time, it's like 12 o'clock. And we feel bad because, you know, it's late. And we go upstairs. And it's light, it's not, you know, light because it's late. You know, sometimes, you know, if he has a guest coming from another country, mashallah, tabarakallah, he would put out um, a big spread. How he used to welcome his guests. Beautiful, wallah. And kind. He used to have like uh, mats, sleeping mats, downstairs in the library. So anyone who couldn't go back or didn't have a place to stay, sleep. We had the places downstairs sleep and if and the maktaba was big maktaba mashallah you can research 
and you see the sheikhs writing some of the books. Yeah, a great scholar. Hafidullah In reality, very few people know know his juhud and know his real juhud, what he did for the ummah. Shaykh Mathemirahimullah, likewise, in his teaching, in his the funun, there isn't an area in ilm except that he, he, he mentioned some great benefits regarding. So he is talking about continuity. For he is talking about mutaallim, jami'a al-turq, al-mawsila ila al-ilm, to the one who is na'am. If one is on that path, path of knowledge, then no doubt he has to look at all the different ways to try and get to that knowledge. And he's rewarded for that. Whoever chose the path of knowledge and the path of paradise make is easy is made easy for that person. The hadith is in Sahih Muslim. So the student of knowledge strives and he spends his nights. And he keeps away from everything that will keep him away from benefiting or occupies him and talab and talab وللسلف الصالح قضايا مشهورة في مثابرتي على طلب العلم حتى أنه يروى عن ابن عباس رضي عنه أنه سئل بما أدركت العلم Likewise in the Salaf we find lots of stories about their great striving in studying to said to Ibn Abbas you said to him how did you gain knowledge and he replied with a tongue that would question a tongue that would question and a heart that is attentively uh, that attentively understands and a body that is not in a rest, a rest. Body that's always striving. وعنه أيضا رضي عنه قال إن كان لا يبلغني الحديث عن الرجل فآتي بابه. If I know that as a hadith that a man has, another companion has, I would go to his door. وهو قائل فأتوسد ردائي على بابه. And I will put my rida, my outer gut meaning I will sit down and wait. نعم وتسفي الريح علي من التراب and even I'll be sitting there in front of his door and the wind will bring the dust and the نعم تراب to my body يعني blowing it on my face blowing it on me فيخرج فيقول and then when uh, the person comes out the narrator has a hadith that he wants to listen to he would say to him, Ya Ibn Am Rasulullah He said to him, O cousin of the Messenger, why did you come? Or what was the reason why you came? You're waiting for me. Why didn't you be more benefit to your cousin of Rasulullah? It's more benefit that you call me, I'll come to you. SubhanAllah. I have more right to come to you. Then I will ask him about hadith. That was Ibn Abbas, the hibr of this ummah, the one that the Prophet supplicated for. 
فقهه في الدين وعلمه التأويل أو الله تيتم understanding of the deen and the interpretation of the Quran فإبن عباس رضي الله عنه متواضع للعلم he was humble in learning knowledge فرفعه الله به so Allah سبحانه وتعالى raised him with that because of his humility and that reminds us of the narration من تواضع لله رفعه الله whoever humbles himself to Allah Allah raises him so therefore it is incumbent upon the student of knowledge that he is continuous in his studying. And also it's mentioned about Imam al-Shafi rahimullah, that Imam Ahmad rahimullah uh, invited him to his house, because Imam Ahmad was Imam Shafi's student. So that night he invited him to his house. So Imam al-Shafi rahimullah came, and he ate his dinner. فَأَكَلَ الشَّافِعِ ثُمَّ تَفَرَّقَ الرَّجُلَانِ إِلَى مَنَامِهِمَا So both of them went to their sleeping quarters. فَبَقِيَ الشَّافِعِ رَحِمُ اللَّهِ يُفَكِّرُ فِي اسْتِنْبَاطِ أَحْكَامٍ مِنْ حَدِيثٍ But Shafi, he started, uh, he stayed up, thinking, just pondering over the derivations or benefits of this particular hadith. Different types of benefits in rulings of this particular hadith. And that is the hadith, يَا أَبَا عُمَيْرِ مَا فَعَلَ النُّغَيْرِ the hadith where the Prophet said to the young boy who was crying because of his bird died, his bird died, and he was crying, and the Prophet played with that boy by saying some nice, beautiful words to make him feel happy. Ya Abu Umair, ma fa'ala nughair? Oh Abu Umair, what happened to your bird? Narration which is in Bukhari. Abu Umair, kana ma'ahu ta'ir, sagheer. He had a small bird, and his name was Nughair. And it died. So the Messenger وسلم, just as the boy was sad, the Messenger was sad for the boy. And many of the scholars brought out many benefits of this hadith. And from them is Imam Shafi Rahman just pondering over this hadith and how many benefits you can get of this hadith. Now, and the Prophet would speak to every person according to their level, according to their ability. According to their age, according to their situation. So here the Prophet mentioned this beautiful statement to make the child uh, happy or happier from his sadness, take away his sadness. And so Imam al-Shafi, that night he was thinking about this hadith and how many benefits this hadith has. So when, and, uh, so when Fajr came, Imam al-Shafi didn't do wudu. So now Imam Ahmed is saying, oh, he hasn't done wudu. He, just, he hasn't done wudu. He, doesn't, he hasn't asked for the water. He hasn't done wudu. No. But not knowing that Imam Shafi was up <laughs> thinking about this hadith. No. This shows you the, the striving of the ulama that they would love to learn and benefit. And then uh, his family, family of Imam Ahmad, when they heard Imam Ahmad praising Imam Shafi beforehand, prior to knowing this, the family said, how can you praise somebody who eats and he drinks? Naam. He said, he ate and he drank and then slept. 
but he, without wudu, and he woke up and he didn't do wudu. <laughs> no, no, he didn't actually sleep. He was up. So he asked Imam Shafi, rahimullah, what happened? He said, as for me, I've, I've been eaten. Yes, I ate. Until, alhamdulillah, I filled my stomach, meaning until I ate my, my fill. Uh, that is because I found the food was delicious. No. So I wanted to uh, eat of it much. As for me not standing up in the night prayer, knowledge is better than praying at night. So I used my time at night to benefit. And I was pondering over this particular hadith. As for the statement that I did not do wudu for the Fajr prayer, then I'm, I still had wudu from Isha. No. I didn't want to um, ask you to yeah, go out of your way to get me water for to do new wudu or to renew my wudu. Sheikh says continuity in studying is an important affair. So the person must look to himself in being continuous. Now, as for those who study in colleges or universities or schools, they're studying yeah, in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like in Islamic University of Medina or other than it. Now, it may be you find one of them, he studies and then he puts his book behind him. Now, until the next dars. This is not what we're referring to. We're referring to continuity, the person, he holds those books with love. Ma'am, he loves what he has studied, he also, and he goes back and he reviews what he has benefited from. Now, now, and he says sometimes you find a teacher may ask a student, why you know, you're not studying hard? And the student may even say, I've become bored from this subject. Now, So how can you be a carrier of this knowledge if you're bored from it? Allah, I've seen that. There was, was an individual towards the end of his uh, graduation. I only met him, really, in the last year of his graduation and from Jamia Islamiyah. And I said, uh, so I saw him at the cargo place. He was sending his stuff home. He finished six years. I've never seen him in the Durus. Not Sheikh Abbas Durus, not Sheikh Ali Nasser's, not any of the Durus in the Haram. Not Sheikh Obeid, not uh, Sheikh Abu Bukhari, not in any of the drus of the Mashaykh inside and outside. In those days, we used to try and get as much can. We used to go here and there. I've seen this individual. He's from London. Never seen him. I said, Where are you? He introduced himself and I said, Where have you been? Six years, yeah. He says, Oh, God, I'm, oh, I'm bored of it. You know, SubhanAllah, you're bored of it. I said, Where are you? Been? He said, I'm, just, I'm doing my exams and I'm going, I'm going home, I'm going back. SubhanAllah, how you get bored of knowledge? How you get bored? You, if you were in the masjid where there's barakah, learning the deen of Allah, not just in the classroom. Jazakallah khair, you're in the classroom, mashallah, you benefit. But if you were in the masjid where there's barakah and the angels are folding their wings, inshallah, you'll not be bored. And I, I 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you to do that, you will not be bored. Rather, you would love more. Angels are supplicating for you. Because you know it's the path of Jannah. You know that the angels folding their wings for the lessons of deen, the lessons of knowledge, folding their wings in those, in those majalis. Allahu Akbar. And the alim is giving you benefits. Benefit you probably won't get from anyone else. You could study research for 20 years, you won't get that benefit. But the alim brings it for you just like that. Subhanallah, a benefit. One hour with the alim better than 10 years or 20 years, as Shaykh Rabir mentions, with you researching on your own. Being with the alim and benefiting that. So this is a great error. Person gets bored from knowledge. Then he mentioned something about his sheikh. He said, وَقَدْ حَدَّتَنِي شَيْخُنَا الْمُثَابِرِ Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sa'di رحمه الله أنه ذكر عن الكسائي إمام أهل الكوفة في النحو أنه طلب علم النحو فلم يتمكن. So it was said to him by his own teacher, Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sa'di, who said to Sheikh Nathim رحمه الله that the scholar of Arabic language, Imam uh, of Kufa in Nahu you said to him that you studied Nahu Arabic grammar in the beginning you were not able to grasp it he says that how did you actually become a scholar in the language but in the beginning you found it difficult he said I saw an ant this is now Imam al-Kasai in the Arabic language is Imam in the Lugha he said, I, what aided me is I saw a, a namla, an ant, was carrying some food on its back and was going up a wall. And every time it goes up a wall, the food drops. Then it goes back and it picks it up. <laughs> and he goes up the wall and it drops. <laughs> he goes back and he picks it up. So Al-Kasai said to himself, look at this ant, how it strives until it reaches its objective. So that was a reason for him to strive and to reach his objective of learning the Arabic language, even though it was difficult for him in the beginning. So it's important, he says, that the student of knowledge strives and doesn't get bored with knowledge. Because that yes means there's going to be a door closed in front of your, in front of your face, which will stop you from continuing. So it's important the person asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help him in aiding him. And thirdly, he says, Al-Hifd, that the person memorizes, he strives to memorize what he has, what he has read, what he has studied, uh, because the person is prone to forgetfulness. But if he strives in revising what he has done, now, then he will, uh, uh, he will increase in his knowledge. Al-ilmu saydun wal-kitaba qayduhu To knowledge is that one hunts for and writing it will help protect it and being written helps that it's preserved So qayyid suyudika bil-hibali al-wathiqa So protect your uh what do you call it? This, protect the way of gaining your prey or gaining your benefit that you're going to gain your knowledge by tying the rope 
rope that is um, that is tied properly, not the rope that is loose, a rope that is tied proper knots, so that you can um, memorize. And that what it basically is saying is, memorize what you have learned, write it and memorize it, and from that which will help you memorize uh, knowledge, beneficial knowledge. Is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Those who have been given guidance, Allah will increase them in guidance and Allah will give them taqwa. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah will increase those who are guidance with more guidance. So every time a person does good deeds, acts according to his knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid him in memorizing and aid him in understanding. Because of the generality of Allah saying, Zadahum Huda, He will increase him in knowledge. And lastly, that which will help you and me in Talab al Ilm is Mulazamat al Ulama. Sticking with the scholars and being with them continuously. It's obligatory, he says, upon the student of knowledge to seek help with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he seeks help with the people of knowledge. And then, uh, and likewise, he seeks help with that which they have written in their books. Because just by reading is not enough. Rather, the person, he reads, yes, long hours of reading. But he takes his understanding from the scholars such that he will enlighten for him the path. And I'm not saying that knowledge cannot be taken except by this particular way. However, the person may read something beneficial. In most cases, he can benefit. However, um, when an affair arises, he may make a mistake if he doesn't have the correct understanding or he doesn't go back to Ahlul Ilm to find out what that correct meaning is. So what is the correct way then? The correct way is to be with the people of knowledge. And I advise, he says, the student of knowledge also Now, not just to, he says, uh, to gain one uh, area of knowledge from every sheikh. No. <coughs> For example, the person, he learns fiqh now, from more than one sheikh. Because the ulama, they are, they may have different ways of giving proof from the book and the sunnah, and they may have different opinions on a particular matter so the first way of knowledge is to have a alim one scholar to begin with where you gain his the knowledge of fiqh and balagha and so on and after you've benefited from that then you can move on to the to the next scholar and so on and so forth now that way you're not you will be inshallah benefiting So as a student, as he begins, that is the best way he's saying. Take it from one scholar and then you move on to the next scholar after you have understood the different uh, areas of knowledge. Then you go on to the next scholar and so on and so forth. And the scholars used to do that in the past when they benefited from the scholars in their city, they would move on to the next city. They would move on to the next country and then so on. That way they gain knowledge and a hadith.
from different areas. I remember back in the days we used to go for some of these Dawrat, uh, used like for example Qawaid al-Muthla, one of the scholars he taught Qawaid al-Muthla in five days, but the dars was four hours long. <laughs> the dars was four hours long, so we, our back used to be broken by the end of the dars. Then we leave in the morning, uh, we start at say 5.30 and we leave at 9.30 to get breakfast. And then the day is nearly over. <laughs> You're so tired that that morning. But it was really sweet because when you come to the end of the book, you're flying in the air. SubhanAllah, you're like so happy. The, air, the happiness that you have is, SubhanAllah, beyond belief really. It's just so happy that you've gone through the book. And that's one of the, the best books, Qawa'id al-Muqla. And other than that from the books, scholars they teach, they continue and it's all good just to be in that sitting of ilm is khair just to be there and be with the people of piety really people of piety who remind you of Allah so it's not just they go through the book but they remind you to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa keep away from the prohibited matters do the righteous things I was going to go over there the, some of the questions and answers by Sheikh Zaid but maybe we can delay that inshallah till tomorrow. Subhanakallah, alhamdulillah, ilaha, salatu alayhi wa sallam.